What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Plenty to talk about today. SEC media days for Arkansas football right around the corner. We'll discuss a little bit about that. Danny West is also going to join us to talk recruiting because that never stops. There's plenty of going on with Razorback recruiting also. And Andrew Ellis is going to check on uh, some things going on with Razorback baseball this offseason. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Throw us a like on the video or some kind of reaction if you're enjoying it. Also available on YouTube, throw us a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review. Say something nice about the show. Let others know what to expect when they're watching it. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month. That's H awgsports.com or you can sign up for 30% off for your first year so two great options to get started with hogsports.com okay where do we want to start today I mean everything in the news is college football realignment stuff I don't want to get into that too much because it's all just speculation about who's moving where geography doesn't matter anymore it's all about the money in fact that's what uh Former SEC exec and TCUAD Eric Hyman says it starts and ends with money. He would know. He's been in the SEC. We talked about that before. I always thought it was interesting about Arkansas is a better culture fit for the Big 12. Arkansas is geographically a better fit for the Big 12. So Arkansas is the only school that's going to move because of geography and not money. Makes no sense at all. It's going to be interesting to see where all this comes out. But we're not going to spend any time on that. I mean, this, this is everywhere. And it's all just speculation right now. Everybody's loading up. There's going to be an AFC and NFC. So, as we were talking about the topic of today's show, SEC Media Days is coming up. Arkansas goes on Wednesday. I'll be there. I'm flying out Monday. So, I'll, I guess I'll miss a good portion of Monday's uh, Monday stuff, but I'll be there for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then head out of there. It's in Atlanta this year. So, this is only the second time in – many, many years, decades, that it's not been in Birmingham. So uh, it's in Atlanta at the uh, Omni Hotel and College Football Hall of Fame, kind of a, a split deal to next door events. It was there a few years ago, 2018 or something like that, I want to say. Uh, but I was there for that event. They were kind of figuring things out a little bit more, didn't have it like – as ironed out as Birmingham did. You know, Radio Row was more of a radio room. You know, everybody just kind of jam-packed in there. But it'll be fun. Uh, they're going to go back to three players this year also. I would, I think that's what they said. Last year it was just two. And we always try to figure out who they're going to take. So if you think you know who they're going to take, let's hear it in the comments below. But what I think, I think Bumper Pool is probably a shoe-in, given the fact that he's a super senior uh, he had 125 tackles last year. He was all SEC. He's a preseason award candidate also. Bumper pool makes all the sense in the world, okay, from the defensive side. Offensively, maybe a little bit more questions. I think Ricky Stromberg is a good bet, being that he's a senior heading into his fourth year as a starter. You've also got Dalton Wagner, who's a super senior at right tackle heading into his fourth year as a starter. Uh, so one of those two guys, I think probably Stromberg, considering that he's on more preseason lists. He was an all-SEC player last year. And then unless there's some policy against bringing underclassmen, non-seniors, I think K.J. Jefferson should absolutely go. 
and we've discussed this a little bit, but J, KJ makes all the sense in the world. He's a returning starter at quarterback. Um, you know, he's being mentioned as a guy that could, you know, go pro after this year also. He's the people – he's the guy that, you know, people want to talk about. So, I think that those three, Stromberg, Poole, and then K.J. Jefferson. If you're bringing an offensive lineman, and nothing against offensive linemen, but people like a little more flash at these kind of events. If you're bringing an offensive lineman, you need to bring another offensive player who's a skill guy or a quarterback, in my opinion. Now – if you're not bringing an offensive lineman, bringing a skill guy, then you can bring two defensive players if you want. That's usually – you don't see that. Usually it's an offensive player or two offensive players and then one defensive player. So, we'll see how it shakes out. It shouldn't be long before they announce that again. Arkansas goes on Wednesday this week. So, this will be, I guess – I guess this will be the last show I'll do until I'm in Atlanta. And we'll do some walk and talk type of stuff uh, after Arkansas's events. Maybe a preview of that, what happened on the day – so, I guess the next time you see me, I'll be doing walk and talk type stuff. So, I guess we'll look forward to that. Let's see what happens. So, uh, just with a little bit of off-season stuff, you know, you have 2023 NFL mock drafts. And USA Today came out with a 2023 mock draft. It's very quarterback heavy in the two rounds. But there's another Razorback in the first round. It's not K.J. Jefferson. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out this season if he starts popping up on draft boards and stuff. But it's Jalen Catalan. USA Today didn't forget about Jalen Catalan's fantastic true, excuse me, redshirt freshman season. Obviously injured a lot last year, but they've got him going 32nd, so that's the last pick in the first round, and they got him going to Tampa Bay Bucks. So that's the second time that I've seen Jalen Catalan on a mock draft. I saw him 25th on another one. I think maybe it was CBS. I can't remember. But second one I've seen him on a mock. I've seen him plenty of them also without without uh, him in there. So, it's good to see. Get a little notoriety. I think we all realize that Arkansas, you know, Jalen Catalan, not the tallest guy in the world, but there's plenty of guys in the NFL playing in the secondary who – you know, aren't super tall, who have had fantastic careers. So I think that's – I don't know if that's a big a, as big a deal. Obviously, you know, you've got a prototypical size and everything. But that would be the one thing probably holding Catalan back. But, man, his instincts, he hits. So Arkansas recruiting right now is up to 21 commitments. Their last two commitments – their last two commitments, I believe their last two, Micah Tease, who committed on July 4th on uh, – on uh, CBS Sports HQ, committed live. Number 152 overall prospect in the country, number 11 wide receiver. Or is he lifted? Uh, he's listed as an athlete, number 11 athlete. But Micah Tease, uh, he is the third highest-ranked recruit in the class. And then the latest one was a midnight commitment from Jalen Braxton late last week. Jalen Braxton, 5'11 and a half, 170, number 244-ranked prospect in the country. Uh, previously committed to Michigan State. Braxton is the fourth highest rated commit in the class. So your last two commitments were third and fourth. So it's not like they're just filling in gaps. They're taking guys that are extremely highly ranked, extremely coveted. This class currently ranks eighth nationally. It wasn't long ago. I think for a second, a blip, they were fifth, and then they've been sixth for a while, and now they're eighth. Obviously, there's a lot of movement going on still. But Arkansas's recruiting class currently ranked eighth nationally. They have been in the top ten for like seven months now. Not going to finish there. Georgia passed them, so they're currently number two ranked class in the SEC, number one in the SEC West. 
Seven is Georgia, eight is Arkansas, nine is LSU. So they're all kind of clustered together there. But a couple of good recent pickups, several good recent pickups for Arkansas recruiting and Jalen Braxton being the last one. Micah Tease, okay, so just breaking him down real quick, looking at his profile. He is number 152 nationally, number 11 athlete, number four in Oklahoma, according to the composite, which combines all four major recruiting services. And then on 24-7 sports, on the individual site ranking, he's 135 nationally, so 24-7 likes him a little bit better. Number seven athlete, number three in Oklahoma. 5'11", 180 out of Booker T. Washington. Arkansas, Notre Dame, USC, Cal, LSU, Florida. I mean, it's a long list. It's a long list, what you would expect from a guy ranked as highly as he is. So, And then Jalen Braxton, 5'11 and a half, uh, 170 pounds. This is a guy that 24-7 sports also likes a little bit better than the composite. The composite has him 244 national, 27 cornerback, 44 overall in Texas. 24-7 sports has him 211 nationally, number 21 cornerback, and number 37 in Texas. So, a little higher. Obviously, I mentioned Michigan State where he's once committed. ton of offers. Big-time offer list. Again, like you would expect from a guy ranked as high as he is. Miami, Baylor, Cal, Illinois, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Stanford. I mean, on and on. Nice offer list for Jalen Braxton also. I thought this was cool. Speaking of, you know, because we always get asked, you know, is anybody else, is there a chance anybody else could could get bumped up? So at the football university camp, FBU camp, uh, Andrew Ivins was there uh, talking, you know, uh, about the recruits that he saw. And they name a top dog for offense and defense. The top dog on offense was Isaiah Augustov. Now he says Isaiah Augustov. Danny says Isaiah Augustave. It's a tough name. We got to get clarification on that one. But according to Andrew Ivins, who's our national recruiting director, um, one of the national recruiting analysts, he says that they've been in serious talks about moving him to um, to uh, inside the top twenty four seven inside the top two hundred forty seven prospects in the country. So right now on twenty four seven Sports, he is the highest ranked non-four-star running back. I think he's 18th or 19th nationally at his position. So it sounds like he's about to receive a pretty big boost in the rankings. They really, really liked him. He's a good-looking kid. I mean, he's he kind of reminds me a little bit of Rocket Sanders a little bit with the way he's, he's put together. So uh, they really like him, possibly going to see him in the top 24-7. I think it's goes without saying at this point that we're going to see him bump to a four-star on 24-7 sports. I don't know if that's going to be enough to boost his composite score because he's already ranked higher on 24-7 sports than he is on his overall composite. But it sounds like he's going to get bumped up. Right now, I think Arkansas has 10 players who are committed, might be 11 now, uh, who are ranked a four-star prospect by at least one of the major of the four major recruiting services. Okay, I think it's just seven on the composites because you got some some people who think they're higher, some people who think they're lower, brings their score down. Malachi Singleton, who was named one of the elite eleven at the among twenty of the top quarterback prospects in the country, at the elite eleven last week or the week before, time's been flying this summer, been having fun. It's about to end. As soon as SEC Media Days gets here, it's it all changes. So Malachi Singleton, there was a, a list, you know, just about the top quarterback prospects in the country. And this is just about how some of them fit in with the schemes. So this is what it says about Arkansas. 
and Malachi Singleton. Scheme fit and skill meet with this guy headed to Fayetteville. Singleton is an excellent uh, fit from a combination of both run and pass ability. Allows Sam Pittman and his staff to continue to push the envelope of where they can take the offense. He is a developing passer with good touch on his deep throws. As he develops in the intermediate pass attacks, this will give him more value to his game. And he's got a he's got a new wide receiver commit in Micah Tease. He's got plenty of tight end options which I think they could end up like splitting some of those guys out wide. They just got too much talent at wide, excuse me, at tight end with those guys. I wrote a recent article on uh, Sam Pittman, just how, how the, the parents are, you know, just kind of falling head over heels for Sam Pittman and which we knew, I mean, we knew when Sam Pittman was hired, it was like, okay, he's going to win the parents over. He's going to win these recruits over. So there was a, a, a thread started by Nicholas Thomas Smith, who's a former Razorback linebacker backer, you know, the earlier part of the last day, 2013, um, I think was his freshman year. Uh, but he says on, in his tweet, I know Arkansas commits probably love Arkansas and the coaching staff, but I just know Pittman is winning over moms left and right. So that, responded uh, that caused a reply from uh, Margaret uh, Whitmore Singleton who is Malachi Singleton's mother and she said he took a diehard Gator fan and made me a born-again Razorback I'm trusting him with my QB and then Stacy Fargo has who is Luke and Dylan has his mother says I am trusting him with your quarterback too and then uh, Christopher Paul, Coach Christopher Paul Sr., who's the father of Chris Paul Jr., who's going to be a redshirt freshman this year at Arkansas, said, my wife still talks about how smooth he hugged her and how he was going to take care of our son, and it was over. Let's see. Anyway, it drew some, like, LOLs and stuff. Devon Manuel's mom chimed in. Saronia Manuel threw in when LOL. Um, here's what here's what uh, Christopher Paul Jr. said when this was in the spring. This is what he said about uh, about why he picked Arkansas. I really like Chris Paul Jr. I think he's going to be like a team spokesman leader type of this program eventually. The most important factor to me was my was family and my recruitment. I, I believe he has six sisters, by the way, and I think he's the only only boy. Um, so that'll that'll teach you a lot. Also, growing up, Arkansas has felt like home since I committed. So it was a hard, it wasn't a hard transition for me. He comes from Georgia. I fell in love with the coaches when I got here. I've been with Coach Pittman since he was at Georgia. So some just some of the stuff that we already knew. One reason Arkansas is having some success in recruiting, a big reason, in addition to going nine and four, finally winning, in addition to be able to get out on the road and do evaluations finally, like they were able to do uh, this past May. So. A lot of things working in Arkansas's favor. The cycle of suck is reversed. The snowball is going the other way now. All right. Danny West time. Andrew, if you're watching, we're going to get you in a little bit. We had a little bit of issue with Facebook, so the show is a little slower going. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 247 does a great job follow him on twitter most of his content is vip so you do need that vip subscription if you want to follow danny's content danny how you doing man what's going on buddy oh nothing danny uh danny's been busy obviously <laughs> july 4th weekend wasn't really a weekend of time off for you danny because there were so many recruits 
committing uh, started off on a Friday night of July 4th weekend on the 1st when you were headed to it. Yeah, it's always fun. And you even had a midnight commitment uh, just recently. Um, Whatever happened to committing on a Monday sometime between 9 and 5? Trey, these dudes don't care about me, man. (laughs) No, (laughs) they don't. I'm all in the rankings. No, I'm kidding. No, they're going to do what they want and more power to them. It's their process to enjoy. And I'm I'm just the middleman. So I'm at their mercy sometimes, but there's a lot of perks that go along with it too. So I can't complain too much. Yeah. So, Danny, what do you think about just the overarching theme of this class? I mean, they've already got 21 commitments. It's still a top 10 class. I know you did a recent breakdown on just how this thing puts together on offense. I mean, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, man, they could almost put a team together. Uh, just yeah. based on, on all their commitments right now. That, that's the takeaway that I've got. I think it's a complete class. It mm-hmm. starts with the quarterback, obviously. We knew they had to get it right, and, and I think they did. Um, in the end, I think it made the most sense based on all of their realistic options to uh, uh, to take a Malachi Singleton. And it kind of starts there, and then you look at the running back spot, they – I will say this as an overarching theme. They swung for the fences. Did they Did they get all of their top targets? No, mm. uh, nobody does except, you know, a handful of schools maybe. But um, the, the gap after missing on their top priorities is not that great to the guys they went to next. I mean, you look at it, Isaiah Augustave, and, uh, uh, you know, he's a guy who's trending upwards. We, we've heard over the weekend that, the running back could be headed to the top two, four, seven. So yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. Not a guy we were really hearing that much about six months ago, but a uh, fast rising six, two, one ninety five type guy out of Florida. You'll take those. And then, and we're back to Augustov. Augustov. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I'm going with as of today. That I heard Andrew change. Ivins. I saw the video. That's how he yeah. pronounced it. So, yeah. So that's what I'm going with as well. And then of course, uh, I mean, we've just run down the list here by position on offense. That's what I kind of just sat up last night and wrote about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get to the defense. That story will go out tomorrow, my thoughts on the defense. But wide receiver was a really big position in this year's class. It, it kind of reached a point there for a little bit where I was beginning to wonder who they might come away with. You know, they uh, we, we were kind of talking about the same guys, Cole Adams, who's ended up now at Alabama, no real surprise there. Um, again, the, the theme is most of the time when a big-time kid leaves the state of Oklahoma, he's going to someplace like Texas or Alabama, and that, that continued there. And then Joshua Manning, I mean, you know, I'm big on history and trends in recruiting, and I've just never seen Arkansas do that well with wideouts in Missouri. So, you know, he's still up in the air. I think they still got, you know, have a pretty good shot at him. But um, Micah Tease was really the guy that I said, if they could somehow get him, boy, what a complete offensive class they're going to end up with. And I, I didn't give them that good of a shot, to be honest with you, until mm-hmm. a few weeks ago we started getting the calls. Kind of reminded me of two years ago, man, when, when we got the call that you guys might want to run over to Tulsa. A.J. Green's going to be a Razorback, and, and he wants a commitment video. So mm-hmm. it was kind of that same surprise factor with, with Micah last week, and that's certainly one that you'll take all day. Absolutely. And then tight end. I mean, mm-hmm. I keep going here. Tight end, what else can you say? They got the best tight end class in the country. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Offensive line-wise, um, swung for the fences again, didn't get all the ones they, they wanted, but uh, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. When you move to the next tier, at least their SEC bodies with SEC offers. Uh, you know, with a guy like Paris Patterson, Luke Brown's a four-star. Patterson could move up to a four, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Well, he's at 89 so, on 24. Or yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's just a shade close. below. Yeah. So, I think they're getting close, and that was kind of what I talked about in the story. I think they're they're really close to taking that next step in recruiting of of being able to attract some of these top 150 type offensive linemen from out of state. Now, it's yeah. one thing if they're homegrown, Chambly, Amarian. Yeah, we all understand you you probably ought to get those as well. But to go out of state and start getting those types, not quite there yet, but I do think it's coming. Well, they got they got Patrick Kudis last year also. You know, Kudis was a big get. And from what we hear, he's he's kind of turned heads. But what I like about this offensive line class, the same as the last one, I, I keep saying this like. I think it's not always true because Frank Ragnow is about 280 when he got when he got to Arkansas and they packed weight on him. So it's not always that case. Yeah, Stromberg was Stromberg's weights all over the place. Like Stromberg, yeah, <laughs> I mentioned that to him one time. I was like, "You realize your journey <laughs> of how much yeah. weight you added, lost, added, you know lost." How hard it is to keep up with our roster because of that. Yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, th- these guys are getting. I mean, two, four, you know, three forty-five, yeah. you know, three fifty, just huge, huge people. And I always think it's better ideally to get somebody who's carrying a bunch of weight and trim them down i just think you're going to feel lighter on your feet and uh and maybe maybe carry it a little bit more naturally than somebody uh, that's having to pack on a whole whole bunch so and we're seeing that a quick note on that yeah. we've seen it with uh devin Manuel, uh marion harris a couple of guys who have come in and lost probably an average of 40 pounds since they've gotten here uh, i think the same could be said it's maybe not to quite that extreme but paris patterson Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's six six three forty five. I'd be curious to see what he looks like at three twenty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious hey, to, to know what like Luke Brown. What's his weight at? Because he was a verified three hundred a year ago. You know, he could be yeah. even bigger than that now. So, what what's next, Danny? What are we looking for? Uh, I mean, we're in a dead period. Sure. Football is about to heat up with SEC media days around the corner, and then it's fall camp. I think on maybe August third is the start of fall camp. So, what's going on with recruiting? I mean, it's obviously something yeah. that that doesn't really slow down that much, but they're, they're at 21 commits now. Yeah. And one that I've, we've yet to even mention Jalen Braxton. I think you did yeah. mention the midnight commitment mm-hmm. um, makes it tough to really get a lot of, a lot of attention on those that yeah. late at night. But I mean, certainly four star guy, you got to mention this. Uh, have you seen this film yet, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. Man, what a stud. What a playmaker. So 
do want to mention him. That was a big time get that mm-hmm. definitely helps the rankings. But you asked me what's next. Um, could be number 22 tomorrow, potentially. You got Brad Spence, linebacker, uh, edge rusher type out of Houston, Texas. Uh, Klein Forest High School. He's gonna. He tells me it's gonna be one o'clock tomorrow. He's he's kind of moved it a couple of times, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, looking at Arkansas, Texas, or California, there, uh, he's already taken his official at Arkansas. The next week he went to Cal. I don't think he's officially visited Austin yet, but he talked about doing that in the fall. So, you know, I made my pick on June twelfth, and we're gonna find out on July twelfth where he's going about one o'clock tomorrow. So that could be. Another linebacker commit. Obviously, you lost Everett Rousseau a couple of weeks ago. He came off the board, but still looking pretty good there with Carson Dean, Alex Sanford, a couple of really big guys, and, of course, this one, too. He's, he's SEC ready, 6'3", 225 in that range. So mm-hmm. um, I think he's a really good player. He plays extremely hard, extremely fast. He's physical, deliberate. I like his film quite a bit, but... You know, it's, it's going to be a transition to go full-time. They want him as a true um, a stand-up linebacker if they're able to get him. So I'd be curious to watch that, if he can make that make that flip. And if not, you, you keep him outside and let him kind of come off the edge a little bit more. So, uh, again, 1 o'clock tomorrow, that could be number 22 potentially for you. And for those listening, um, later, I guess it's uh, – that Danny means Tuesday. Uh, sure, the, yep, my the, bad. July 12th. So – Danny, so Danny and I were talking. This is how some of our talks behind the scenes go. When Jalen Braxton oh, was, let's, was let's be careful here. <laughs> when Jalen Braxton was going to announce, Danny calls me. He's like, "So Jalen's committing at midnight." I'm like, "Midnight?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "How do you want to do this? You know, if it's Arkansas, then we, you know, because we send for those of you who don't sign up for our text alerts. We do free text alerts, and we we don't spam you with anything. We just send you the breaking news and send you a link to the article. It's a great service to have. You can go to Hog Sports and sign up for that for free. She's like, do we send a text alert out at midnight? And we also do a newsletter. You know, we send out daily newsletters, just regular content. But we also send out breaking news newsletters. You know, we usually send out one a day at least. And sometimes more than that, there's breaking news. Like, do we send out, you know, do we want people getting pings on their phone and, you know, from email and stuff when at midnight? It's like, I think people would want to know if a four-star uh, commitment jumps on board. And I'm like, well, their wife. You know, their, my, their yep. wife is sitting next to him. She's getting <laughs> notifications. She's hearing the notifications too. She want to hear it also. So we we decided to wait till the till the next morning to uh, to send those out. But uh, those are kind of some of the discussions that go on behind the scenes. But if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, then you go to Hog Sports and you'll it's on the right column, I think. Or if you're on mobile, you just scroll down. You see, you just enter your email. It takes 15, however long it takes to enter your email and hit sign up. And then kind of the same deal with text alerts also. Both free services that are great. So, Danny, anything else you want to add to uh, what's going on today? I mean, obviously we're, you know, keeping our eye out yeah, for sure. a potential another commitment. So, Yep. Uh, still in the middle of a dead period. Do want to make a note of the calendar that we're in. Uh, that's going to run through the 24th of this month. And then the 25th through the end of the month, the 31st, will be an open uh, recruiting period, a quiet period, so kids can come to campus and uh, I would, you know, I haven't confirmed anything yet, but I would definitely expect Arkansas is going to do something in that, in that, you know, five, six days, whatever they've got there, mm-hmm. maybe a, another cookout type deal, you know, just to get kids in. If the month of August is dead again, I think it's important to get one last look at them, get them, you know, in face to face and mm-hmm. spend a little time with them before you focus on fall camp. So 
that's kind of where we're at right now. I think it's going to slow down a little bit going forward. You know, we'll see what happens with Brad tomorrow. But after that, I mean, shoot, I, I think they're going over 25 in this year's class, if mm-hmm. I had to bet, uh, maybe 27. Uh, it, it would be almost criminal right if the NCAA lifted that rule and they didn't they didn't take advantage and go over 25, yeah. you know. It's like everybody right. stays under 25 and it's like it doesn't matter. So, yeah. um, but if you hit 22 tomorrow, I mean, shoot, you got five spots left. Still looking, maybe a couple, uh, maybe a defensive lineman, mm-hmm. maybe another wide out. You've got one, but plenty of depth on campus. So, yeah. uh, I think you could afford to be picky from there. And then, um, of course, we'll start talking transfer portal at some point again. You want to yeah. have always have a few spots left for that. Well, heck, Danny, at August 1st, also, you can finally send out scholarship offers that are written. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. What a treat. All right, man. <laughs> All right, appreciate you. Well, yeah. All right, everybody, that's Danny West. Again, follow Danny at Danny West 247 And what a tremendous job Danny has done with us for the last – I don't even know. I have to go back and count. I think he's been with us since 2010. I mean, he was on a you know with, on our message board well beyond that, you know, just as a regular poster. And, um, you know, started in journalism school at the U of A, started interning with us, and, you know, has, has not looked down – Looked up since, I guess I should say. All right, we're going to go to Andrew Ellis. For those of you who don't follow Andrew Ellis, Andrew is the newest member of hogsports.com staff. He has uh, been interned with us for the last year, and um, it's hard to find good people. And, you know, when the summer came up and we were in a position due to our our tremendous – oh, by the way, I wanted to mention, thanks everybody who who took advantage of our recent promotion, the two months for one dollar deal. Uh, it was a huge success. We did not win, unfortunately. We finished second in the country. Miami finished first, so we finished second in the country. Uh, but that still, that's pretty notable for, again, Arkansas, a, a market people don't look at and say they should be second in the country in anything. But we usually win it, but we finished second this year, so I'll take it, I guess. But I appreciate all of you guys taking advantage, I, and I, I know that you're enjoying uh, some of the off-season content we have, and it's really about to pick up um, with everything else. Andrew wrote a recent article uh about uh pro hogs uh in the nba go check it out at hogsports.com uh i I thought you know isaiah joe just recently uh had a game-winning shot he's got all the tweets with the video and stuff like that up there moses moody in his first game had 34 points five rebounds and two blocks he's got their averages moody through three games right now is 18.7 points 2.7 rebounds two assists a steal 1.7 blocks and uh yeah, got all his stats up there. Isaiah Joe, Stanley Amude, who's with Detroit, 12 points in one game. Justin Smith, J.D. Note. J.D. Note has played one game. He's got three points. Jalen Williams, Dusty Hannes, all those guys. So be sure to uh, go check out that article. Fun read from, from Andrew Ellis. Curtis Wilkerson, by the way, right now is uh, in Virginia. He's taking a little time off. He's uh, – planning wedding stuff so right on the horizon and i think we're gonna have time for keith grayson also keith has got a lot of good news lately and we're gonna we're gonna share some of that too so we'll get with keith here in a little bit but let's go to andrew ellis what's going on what's up andrew you doing okay i'm doing okay i'm uh, just trying to make it through the dog days of summer like everyone else i know well it's it's quiet-ish for a little while, and then SEC Media Days is next week, and we'll lean on you to put out a lot of content. I know you'll be 
be anxious to get some things started on that. I was just talking about everybody about your uh, Pro Hog start uh, article you just recently wrote on uh, NBA Summer League updates, everybody's averages throughout the season. And uh, you kind of do a little bit of everything for us. You do basketball, baseball, football. Um, I don't know if I've had you chime in much on recruiting yet, but we might have to take you down that road too. Well, you know, I try, I try to do what I can. I try to do all the random things that – People don't always think about, I guess. I guess that's that's kind of my brand I'm building here. <laughs> so, Andrew, uh, I wanted to – I've just discussed a lot of the ba- uh, basketball article, but people should go check that out again. But right now with baseball, that's kind of your your real niche where you're you're the lead guy on Arkansas baseball coverage for us. Um, but you, you guys talked with Dave Van Horn recently, and he talked a little bit about his um, his transfer hall. Just tell us right now where, where Arkansas is. Well, so it's interesting. So Arkansas season obviously ended very late, later than most teams, because they were, you know, playing for for a chance for the national championship, which kind of put them behind the eight ball a little bit in terms of getting their transfer and getting their roster built. And mm-hmm. things are always a little bit weird this time of year because you have the MLB draft coming up and you don't really have a good idea of who all is going to be back on your team, who all is leaving and things like that. But you know, there's a very real chance that, depending on how the draft shakes out, Arkansas could be replacing eight starters from the lineup. Yeah. And so I think when fans realized that, that kind of put a little panic in the in the streets. People were kind of wondering, how's Arkansas going to piece this together? And the one misconception is Arkansas's 10 JUCO transfers committed. And I believe that some people think that that's all they have and that they're going to need all these guys to start. And, you know, they're relying on a bunch of guys that nobody's ever heard of. And what are we going to do? But the reality is that this coach's staff is smarter than all of us, and they had these things figured out, and they had some contingency plans, and we're kind of starting to see that come together a little bit. They just got a huge commitment from a guy named Jordan Sprinkle from UC Santa Barbara, who at one point was considered possibly a first-round talent, but he's a guy that is a little bit of a draft risk. He, he could see his name called next mm-hmm. week in the draft, could sign, but if he makes it to campus, that's a big-time player. They got an outfielder, Tavian Josenberger, who they're hoping make, might go play center field for them next year. He's played two years, a lot of experience, a lot of versatility, a lot of speed. And a guy that I think some people have forgotten about is Jared Wegner, who committed to Arkansas in early June. He's a transfer from Creighton and as a corner outfielder who hit about, three, I think he hit 343 this year with 11 home runs. That's a guy who can come in and start for you right away. So they're not as far off as some people seem to think they might have been. They've, they've got a few big-time commitments. Their pitching standpoint, they're going to be really good. They brought in a couple more arms. Julian Bosnick from South Carolina, really good left-handed arm. So there's definitely options. Arkansas does a really good job of retooling their their roster year to year, and they're doing it once again. And it's going to be an interesting fall to see how it all shakes out and see who all ends up being at campus. So the MLB draft next week will be a big one to watch. Andrew Ellis joining us again. You can follow him at Andrew Ellis247 on Twitter. He's a great follow, especially if you like Razorback baseball. But, again, covers – the breadth of Arkansas sports, everything. So, Arkansas baseball is – so, you, th- you you think they're still going to continue to to add some, some players in the portal? I, I do think so. So, they have one catcher committed, Parker Rowland, from the junior college ranks. And Van Horn casually dropped in the other day that they have another catcher committed, and he couldn't say his name for, mm-hmm. you know, he's not signed and stuff like that. And right. He just kind of dropped it in. They have another catcher who's committed that it hasn't been announced yet. If I had to guess, I would th- say he's talking about Hudson Polk from Oklahoma, who, you know, is just finished his sophomore year at Oklahoma and kind of played part-time there, but had 
pretty good numbers, but that's another guy that they're bringing in because they, they only have one catcher on the roster as of right now. How's... So they're going to need at least one more of those, and that could be a big addition for them. But there's also another guy, Paul Skeens, who is at Air Force, and he's arguably the most coveted transfer left on the market. He's a two-way player who hit over 300, 13 home runs as a catcher, big-time throwing arm. Also, is there was their Friday night starter. He has big time stuff. He played with Team USA with Brady Brady Tiger and Hagen Smith. So perhaps there was some recruiting there. And he's kind of the biggest chess piece left on the board. Mm-hmm. A lot of people seem to think he's kind of, he's choosing between Arkansas and Mississippi State. So they get him. That adds another big time catcher to the list. And I think they might just have a few other guys to round out the roster. But honestly, they have a lot of options, and they're 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 in a pretty good spot. And We'll see after the MLB draft just how good of shape they're in. But Mm. as of right now, things look pretty good, and I think there's room to add a little bit more. So the draft is the 17th or the 19th, and I feel like in the past, hasn't it been like just right in the middle of the College World Series? Do they move it back a little bit? Well, so typically, so a couple years ago, before COVID, it was the weekend that they finished up regionals. Mm -hmm. So you would literally have teams, you'd have players that are playing in a regional final and then finding out after the game that they were drafted in the right. second round. So it was always a little weird. And now they've swung it the other way to where now it's the same weekend as the MLB All-Star game, mm-hmm. which Dave Van Horn was very openly against that in his press conference the other day. He, he doesn't like it at all. He thinks that it's stupid and that they're only doing it for the MLB owners who think it's cool and they should have the draft earlier in the year because, I mean, think about it. So the draft is July – the draft finishes up on July 19th mm-hmm. for the next – Three weeks after that, you have the guys negotiating with teams, depending on whether or not they're going to sign. You don't really know for sure until about early August. And then all of a sudden it's time for fall year classes to start. So it's like you kind of have to have your roster set on the fly a little bit. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of college coaches have been frustrated with it. They were frustrated with it when they were having their draft taking place during games. Mm-hmm. But now it's gone too far back. And there's kind of they're, they're looking for a little middle ground there. So we'll see how it shakes out. And actually – the drafting and pushback is the reason why Caden Wallace is draft eligible this year because if it were at its normal time, he wouldn't have been 21 in time. He would still oh, yeah. have to go back to another year of school. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I could see how that would be frustrating on many levels <laughs> for, for Dave Van Horn. So, uh, Andrew, I want to ask you real quick, SEC Media Days is coming up, and uh, obviously we're going to look at you for a lot of the content that we produce at Hog Sports. Who are your favorites to attend for Arkansas? Who do you think they're going to pick? I'm surprised they haven't announced anything yet, actually. It's just a week away. Yeah, you know, I, I, Sam Pittman doesn't seem like the type of guy who puts too much uh, thought into who's going to attend. I think he just picks three guys he likes and just rolls with it. But I would assume KJ, you know, would, I mean, I know they like to bring seniors and stuff, but I would assume KJ. I mean, he's your leader. He's your quarterback. Pittman's has talked about him as a guy that they need to be a leader. I, I think he's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm breaking any news here. Bumper pool also seems like a no-brainer. I mean, senior, uh, you know, has he been a captain? I'm not sure if he's been a captain yet. But, you know, got a bit, been a big leader for Arkansas over the last few years. Mm-hmm. That seems like an obvious choice to me. And then maybe one of your offensive linemen, maybe they take someone like Dalton Wagner who's been around forever. Maybe they take Ricky Stromberg who's a big name, you know, guy that's been around a lot, kind of, you know, a senior guy that people know. Those would kind of be my picks some, somewhere in that range. I could see maybe they take Jaden Hazelwood. That's a guy that people know a lot, but there's no way. There's no way they're taking Hazelwood. I wouldn't think, but I don't know. Yeah, Pittman does seem like I, I imagine there's got to be an offensive lineman in there. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think I think Stromberg's a good bet. That brings up a good question too. Like you know, with leaders of the team and stuff, who who will be team captains? I, I got to think 
Jalen Catalan makes a lot of sense. Bumper Pool makes a lot of sense. KJ obviously makes some sense. Um, and then from there, I think maybe you talk Ricky Stromberg is a possibility. Maybe Trey Knox could be a possibility. Uh, but I think Stromberg, KJ, Catalan, Pool end up being team captains too. So anything else you want to add, Andrew, before you before you hop off here? I think I'm all good. Just uh, tune in to us at Hog Sports. Follow me on Twitter. All the things Trey said, I, you know, I'm all good. All right, man. All right, appreciate you, Andrew. All right, thank you. All right, everybody. Andrew Ellis, again, follow him at Andrew Ellis 247 on Twitter. He's a great follow uh, with plenty of baseball news and, and all the other things. So, all right, we're going to switch over to Keith Grayson. Keith's got a lot of good news we want to share. Uh, Keith hasn't been with us on the show for just a little bit. But uh, he's been very busy. What's up, buddy? What's up, Keith? How you doing, man? You getting any sleep? Just uh, actually, the past two days haven't been that bad. But the Big- second and third day, I was, you know, kind of scrubbing adoption list to see like <laughs> how easy it was to to send them somewhere. <laughs> Keith, uh, that was brutal. It, it, it gets easier and then it gets harder. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Keith and his wife, um, she gave birth to um, their first child, um, Darren McFadden Grayson Jr., right? She wouldn't let me go with Bua. <laughs> um, and I have a family name, so my middle name, my dad's name and my grandfather's middle name are all LaDon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, coincidentally, coincidentally enough – Fred Talley, his middle name is Fred Ladon Talley. Mm-hmm. So um, I got a I got a Razorback ish middle name in there. So That's it's good. Jet Jet Ladon Grayson. Gotcha. He's got to be fast. Gotcha. Well, congratulations to both of you, all three of you, I guess. And uh, certainly exciting news. I know. Um, that's been a lot to to deal with these past few days. Um, Keith. I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, your fourth and twenty-five fund. For those of you who don't follow Keith, I don't. I guess this Twitter handle is is accurate anymore. <laughs> I need to move that to your fourth and twenty-five uh, fund. So, so Keith does a lot of things. He's in real estate. He's uh, he's in coaching, high school coaching, and uh, and got this uh, fourth and twenty-five fund off the ground, which is a, a not-for-profit organization that helps I guess the community or whatever Razorback athletes are, are wanting to to help and also helps them from an NIL standpoint so what's the latest with uh, the fourth and 25 fund so we'll get um we've signed Trey Knox and Poopal mm-hmm. um, our first two student athletes that are going to help us promote various charities so the way that it works is we work with a student athlete to see what they care about and what they want to raise money for mm-hmm. uh, from a grassroots perspective so we can take donations and apply them directly to where they want the money to go. So Trey Knox is going to announce either today or tomorrow. He's working on his video announcement right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to get some shirts made up for him and stuff like that to send him some promotional type stuff. But Trey's really um, kind of like he wants to help animals in need pets in need and stuff like that. So we're working with Chewy um, to basically satisfy any requests that um, foster care, animal shelters, any sort of um, thing in the or in, in Arkansas is requesting through Chewy's wish list um, 
to any humane society mm-hmm. needs bedding, food, toys for, for pets on their way awaiting adoption. And with our donation, with the amount of money that we can raise, I think we can pretty much knock out every chewy wish list for the state of Arkansas, um, from what I've, from what I can gather. So, um, we're going to be able to give food and toys and bedding for, for pets waiting for adoption through Trey's campaign. And then Mm -hmm. Pooh Paul's will be announced later on. And his very, his idea is very, very cool. I mean, like, so what we're trying to do is basically kind of bridge some different things and work with different platforms to maybe be able to cross promote like on Chewy, Mm -hmm. um, because they're a they're an app you know service that is widely used and t- maybe bring in some more outside people that we wouldn't necessarily get to donate just through you know the idea is we want to help people and in, in, in Trey's case animals in need in the state of Arkansas and you don't necessarily have to be a football fan to get on board with that. Um, Pooh Paul's idea is going to help a ton of people in a very unique way and mm-hmm. so th- there we're just trying to put a bunch of minds our board is um we're we're very <laughs> our ideas are coming together like you know in a, in a group think tank where it's like we wouldn't have come up with this on our own the mm-hmm. student athlete wouldn't have come up with it on their own either and so but the way we can all work together is is pretty cool yeah that sounds really cool and uh good deal getting that going so keith Football season's on the horizon. We're a week away from SEC media days. You coming down for any games? What's your thoughts on this season? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, Your situation has kinda, changed, hasn't it? <laughs> my schedule was already my schedule was already complicated. Now it's really complicated. You know, it's interesting. So I was sitting there. Um, we're, we're in the delivery room, and we're kind of talking about, you know, how we can do all this. And there's a shift change, and so the – the night crew changed over to the morning crew and they don't know any, the morning crew doesn't know anything about what's going on. They mm-hmm. walk in, they're like, well, you're close. Like we got to get this thing going, mm-hmm. you know? So I just want you to envision, like I got a leg in my hand. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'm involved with the process and, uh, the doctor looks up and she's like, all right, we're ready to go. And she's like, Oh, you're from Arkansas. And I'm wearing an Arkansas Razorback shirt. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And the, and the other nurse is like, I'm from Arkansas too. So we have three people there from Arkansas. And so we do a one, two, three push, one, two, three push. And um, they're like, so do you make it back for any games? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And we're having like a casual conversation telling them about the Texas game. I'm like, well, when she was pregnant at the Missouri game, but we couldn't tell anybody. Yeah. So we got back for two games last year. I'm like, what? how's that going to work? And they're like, oh, hang on. Yeah. One, two, three, push, one, two, three, push, one, two, three, push. I'm watching my son come into the world. Yeah. And they're like, so were you at the Texas game? And I'm like, oh, funny story. I'm, we got to storm the field. And it's just like she cannot escape the Arkansas football program for any just for the delivery of our son. This is like the like, kind of conversation you have with a doctor as they're putting you under anesthesia, you know? Like this yeah. is like just start talking about stuff. And then that, you realize that's the last thing you said. And then you woke up. <laughs> yeah it was um it was very very surreal yeah so it, arkansas is everywhere the the doctor was from batesville um and the nurse was from uh helena so uh-huh. it was it was very cool but i don't know what that does for what the new situation does for our schedule and you know i'm, I'm coaching a lot too so yeah our season starts late and ends late so 
I want to make it in for the Bama game, but that's going to be like a you know Saturday morning flight. <clears throat> yeah. Our by our bye week this year is at the BYU game, mm-hmm. and so I could possibly make it up for that. That's what I was thinking. That's wife's, that's not an awful trip for you from Phoenix. No, but it's also my wife's birthday, so I don't know how much she's going to want to go up and watch a football game for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we'll see how it works out in the bowl game for sure. Um, we'll be at that, but really inter- interested to see how the season's going to go because I'm, you know, theoretically we only get better, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, everybody's a year older and KJ's still got people doubting him and all that's kind of feeding the same, fueling the same fire. I yeah. mean, we're still an underdog. Nothing's changed really. I, I've seen some people say that we're going to finish second in the West, but um, in the same vein, they also say that KJ Jefferson's not going to be drafted. So, and this mm-hmm. is a big year for him to to try and prove himself. Yeah, that's not that'd be tough for me to miss that uh, that game. I mean, I know you're in the bottom part of Arizona and they're in the top part of Utah, but that's still not that bad. It's about nine hour drive. I don't like the game either. <laughs> it's, it falls in an awful – I cannot believe that they scheduled that game at that time. Like right right after you play Alabama, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and right before a bye week before Auburn. I mean, it's it's just a terrible spot. And they're always so tough and well-coached. And thank God that, you know, Eric Mateo was – or was Mateos. 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 Uh, yeah. Was out there, and he was their offensive line coach, and they were just – yeah beasts yeah and so he went to Baylor and uh thank God we don't have to face his offensive line but they're mm-hmm. always you know they were paying, playing a bunch of 28 year olds yeah yeah so that's how that works <laughs> maybe not quite that old but definitely a more mature team all right Keith well uh congratulations to you and um and your your little family starting up man it's awesome news and um love hearing what you're doing with the fourth and 25 fund and I don't know. Maybe we'll see you soon, but I know you got a lot on your plate. Everything, everything's changed, hasn't it? Trying to, trying to kind of take it in stride, but still, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not one to sit around. And so this past week has been, it's Monday morning and I've already, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm already got other things going for the day and it's just not, I, I cannot sit around the house and, um, I'm not good at that. So I got to, try to get back to it and um, take it, you know, one step at a time. But I'm, I'm really interested. Can you find out, too? I, I, I want to see how they're uh, going to use Drew Sanders. I know, I know you're going to get some access to people pretty soon, but um, one thing to look for, not saying Drew Sanders is Will Anderson, but how Alabama is using Will Anderson as a Will linebacker but mm-hmm. he's rushing off the edge and yeah. we are doing some things very similar um, in their, in their defensive front. And so I want to see kind of Drew Sanders could really make this defense um, jump to the next level. Yeah. So that's one thing that I've been, I know you're going to SEC media days. I just wanted to, that was the only question that I had for you is how you see them utilizing him. It's not just, he's not just going to sit there and read stuff mm-hmm. and try to fill a hole that's not really how the the mint front works but um you can use him in a lot of different ways but um and and thanks for thanks for having a baseball guy on Trey. it's, it's almost as good <laughs> listening to you fake your way through that like you're paying attention uh, it's terrible like i know it's terrible yeah 
it's it's <laughs> one of my that that was that was brutal and uh hilarious at the same time <laughs> and, and your your fake interest is yeah. is awesome well i mean i do have interest i just don't know how to talk about it you know i'm just not <laughs> just not not that adept to talking about baseball all right keith appreciate you brother Later, player. all right all right everybody that's keith grayson always interesting to check in with keith so we're going to jump over to your questions now see what we got we're going to run through these pretty quick because the show is actually kind of long we had three guests on today steve culver says what kind of depth do you think we have at linebacker this year do you think the stars will be able to come off the field any during a game i think it's going to be tough i think you hope that you stay healthy and you keep that three-man rotation kind of like they had last year with the three guys they were able to – I mean, they got dinged up. But the year before, they really got kept getting dinged up. You know, you lost Bumper for a game or two. Grant had a bionic elbow. But last year, you were able to keep those guys pretty healthy, uh, rotating them, you know. And uh, so, I think that's got to be the hope this year because really we're thinking there's three linebackers that you you feel pretty good. And Pooh Paul, I think, is more of a projection. You don't know that you feel good about him because he's just a redshirt freshman. You know, just to, to Keith's point about Drew Sanders – you know, that could be something interesting to watch. We did see in the spring a little bit. They had three linebackers on the field, you know, kind of a 3-3 look, but they had him, you know, rushing off the edge. So, I guess kind of like a 4-2, but you got him as an edge rusher. So, I think you'll see a little bit of a mix with that. It could be a really big year for Drew Sanders if they put him down on the line of scrimmage a lot. You know, you expect him to rack up 100 tackles because all three linebackers had 100 tackles last year, and you got to replace two of them. And then, you know, if you put him out on the edge to, to get a pass rush from here, you know, here and there, he could rack up some sacks. He could end up having a pretty nice year. Josh Smith says, do you think our offense is a step is set up enough for KJ to be in the Heisman talk? Potentially. I always felt like to win the Heisman, you need to, you know, probably win your division, you know. So that would probably be a big part of it. But also that's what always arced me about Tim Tebow winning because they finished third in the Eastern Division that year. Anyway, uh, so – I, I would think that you got to win a lot of games, obviously. Do similar what you did rushing the ball last year, but probably need to tick up the uh, the passing yardage. You know, if he ticks up the passing yardage and everything else stays the same, you know, his his completion percentage was strong last year. His quarterback rating was strong last year. If you tick up the yardage, win some more games, then, yeah, I think the offense can be in a situation and, you know, kind of keep the uh, – the rushing yard's about the same. Keith Grayson says, I just woke up. We could hear it in your voice, Keith. Appreciate you joining us. All right. Jake Belk says, Trey, how comfortable do you feel with Hornsby as our solidified backup? I love the athleticism. Don't get me wrong, but quite frankly, I'm nervous as hell every time he takes a snap. Well, it depends on the situation. We've seen Malik Hornsby come in a couple of times in key moments. I mean, Texas A&M, he played a significant amount of the game. Um, Penn State, he played a significant amount of the game. The situation in both of those is Arkansas had a lead. So, do I feel comfortable about Malik Hornsby coming in with a lead? Yes. I would feel comfortable about that because I know that he can run the ball, help milk clock, shorten the game, all those kinds of things. If Arkansas has to come back with him, I don't know, that might make me a little bit more nervous. Um, I know that – so, a misconception about Malik, he can throw the ball, he's got a really strong arm, and he can be accurate. The thing that I've noticed sometimes is sometimes his decision-making, like where to go with the ball, how hard to throw the ball. I mean, he's got a big arm, but sometimes there's – you know, we all know there's times where, hey, 
make sure it's a catchable ball. Make sure they can catch it. And there are times, you know, it's a 10-yard pass, and he's just whoosh, just as hard as he can, you know. Sometimes nose down. Like, that's a hard ball to catch. So, you know, I think there's some things like that. And I think it'll continue to come with his development. But, you know, not having an arm is not a problem. Not having arm strength or, or accuracy, those things aren't the problem. It's just, you know, when to throw the ball with touch, you know, and the decision to make with the ball. But if Arkansas has to protect the lead and they put Malik Hornsby in, I feel comfortable with that lead. Mark Douglas says, wonder if the media is going to stoke up the Saban-Jimbo feud at media days. Absolutely. Why would you not? We all want to see that, right? Landon Montgomery says, we win the natty if we get past Bama on October 1st. It's real this year, guys. We have a legit shot. First time since 2010. You know, I think they have a shot against Alabama. I can't pick them to beat Alabama, but I think they have a shot. It's at Fayetteville. They played well against them last year. They're not going to overlook Arkansas by any means this year. Landon also says, just lie to me, Trey. What percentage you give the Hawks to play for the Natty? Uh, I don't know. Not a strong percentage. I mean, we look at the teams that have been to the college football playoffs. It's for the most part the same teams, give or take a few years of a Cincinnati or a Washington. But there's a lot of Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and that makes it in there. Dustin Hoofman says more about how you coach the talent when they get on campus and they embrace the culture. Five stars don't always pan out. Five stars don't matter if you don't have the right culture, you don't have the right team atmosphere. you got to have that. you got to have that, and then all that stuff will matter. Dennis Mitchell says Arkansas recruiting rankings is as strong as it's been in recent memory, but will drop before recruiting wraps up as other teams finish their class. Do you expect class to remain the best class in recent memory when the dust settles? So looking back, if you took the class the way it is right now, and placed it last year, Arkansas would be ranked, I believe, 19th. If you placed it in the year before that, just finished, not adding any more players to the everybody else's finishes class, Arkansas would have been 18th. So they're right now in position to be a top 20 class. I think that's the first time ever with the composite rankings that that could be very well be the case. Potentially a top 15 class. It's, there is a potential for that. So that's territory Arkansas hasn't been in before. They have been ranked like in the top 20 before, like when I was at Rivals one year, 2010, I think. They were, or maybe it was 2009, they were 16th nationally, but when you take everybody, the composite, I don't think they've been higher than 20th. All right, a lot of guesses for SEC media days, a lot of the same names, Catalan, Poole, KJ, Stromberg. Those seem to be the top four names. Those are all the only names that anybody's saying. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Been a good show. Been an enjoyable show. Had a lot of guests. And like I said, next time I join you, it will be from SEC Media Days. We'll do a little walk and talk style uh, show then. And, um, yeah, I just want to thank Danny West for joining us, updating us on the latest recruiting news. Follow him at Danny West 247 Does a tremendous job. Andrew Ellis at Andrew Ellis 247 Again, does a great job. And then, of course, Keith Grayson. Uh, all the information he provides with this 4th and 25 fund. And certainly congratulations to him and his family um, on their newborn. All right, one more time before we leave you, want to remind you, plenty of ways to watch and listen. First of all, sign up if you haven't done so. Sign up for Hawk Sports at $1 for your first month or 30% off your first year. Two great ways to get in. Um, sign up for our email newsletter if you haven't done so already. We'll just, we're going to send you mostly free content. Uh, we'll sprinkle in some VIP articles, but 
a, a large majority of the content you get from our newsletter will be free articles. Okay, that's just kind of how we do it. Same thing with our Facebook page. Be sure to follow the Facebook page. We put just free content on our Facebook page. If you want the VIP stuff, then you need to sign up for the dollar deal. Okay, also our text alerts, great way to get information on breaking news. We don't spam anything on our text alerts or anything. It is literally just breaking news. Sometimes there'll be several days without, sometimes weeks will go by without a text alert. But if there's a commitment, if there's some big scheduling news, if there's some other crazy stuff happening, then we will send you a breaking news text alerts um, and send a link back for more information on the article. But we don't even tease those. We just tell you what, what happened, and you can click the article. So uh, that's just kind of the setup we have there. So if you haven't signed up, go ahead and sign up for all of those things, including the VIP subscription. Plenty of ways to watch and listen. Always tune in on Facebook Live. Of course, that's where we show the uh, the show live every single time, immediately uploaded to YouTube after that. Throw us a follow, throw us a like on the videos, throw us a thumbs up, interact with the video, share the content with somebody else if you think they might like it. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have that five-star review. If you haven't taken a moment to do a five-star review, the show's ending right now, so pop over to Apple Podcasts if you haven't done that, or if you're on Apple Podcasts, just throw us that five-star uh, rating and Say something about the show that other people might know what to expect. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Next time I'll be with you walking around outside uh, the College Football Hall of Fame at SEC Media Days. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 